Well, it's only track back with Cal Mack. Yes, the show which looks into people's stories right from the beginning uh, from their chosen career professions. And we roll on with the TikTok track. And this week, I'm joined by Dylan Wagner, the latest TikTok star to appear on my show. Dylan, great guy and, of course, great sense of fashion as well. Dylan talks about his passion of trying to teach the school kids of today about the dangers of TikTok and social media and whether he thinks the influence of TikTok in schools is a good or bad thing. And you guys can have your opinion as well by, you know, telling us your feelings. Email the team at uh, trackbackpodcast.yahoo.com or follow us on Instagram at trackbackpod. Give us your opinions and we would love to hear from you. But in the meantime, here is myself talking with Dylan Wagner. Welcome to the next episode of TikTok Trek, and I'm joined by my special guest, Dylan Wagner. It's such a pleasure. Can I just say, that jumper of yours is sick. Oh, thank you. Boohoo, man. You know, we do love a bit of cheap uh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever's trendy, just go get it. I've kind of come to the realisation that anything you can get off Primark shelves is brilliant. That's what I'm going to <laughs> um, Do you know what? I only just discovered Primark last year. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was just completely oblivious. Primark last year? Uh, yeah, last year. I, I was completely shocked. So I just sort of went in. I, I was always going, you know, to sort of like, you know, River Island, H&M, you know, all those sorts of ones. And, and then all of a sudden, I just, I saw this group of chavs, you know, walking <laughs> past, you know, somewhere in London. I thought, you know what? I'm going to go follow them. And then, I, I, and that is when I got introduced to Primark. And, oh, my God, as much as uh, chavs uh, excite me, nothing excites me more than watching all of this cheap clothing, which is fantastic. Now, <laughs> tell us, what is your secret to your clothing brilliance? I've got to say, well, where exactly do you get your clothes from? Because I think the viewers listening to this episode, <laughs> and if they see you, they want to know exactly where you get your clothes from. I mean, Look, I um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very basic. <laughs> Literally, just whatever hoodies available and whatever sort of tracksuit bottoms available. You know, if it oh god, my phone's about to fall. If should, it looks good, then you know, get it. You know, you should hook me up to www.com <laughs> Dylan Wagner Amazing Clothes Sale.com and then oh dear god, you know, it, it's all good. But, um, Dylan, it's a pleasure to have you on the show this week. Um, you are the next TikToker that I have the pleasure to talk to on the TikTok Trek. How brilliant name is that? You know, the TikTok Trek. <laughs> took me I, I mean I'm very happy to be here <laughs> you know it, it, that's what it's all about um and what this um episode is all about is talking to you about your uh TikTok career now I know I've, I've checked your TikTok out you've got some great things on there great skits um now the first question I've got is TikTok we know it's exploded from last year it's one of the most popular apps um only kind of started you know 2019 two years ago maybe but it really took effect during COVID-19, the first lockdown, when the pandemic really struck. What was it that attracted TikTok to you? Was it, you know, oh, this looks really interesting. I want to check what this is about. Or was it just general lockdown boredness? This app, yeah. What else is there to do during lockdown? I mean, would you like the thought out answer or would you like the honest answer? Why let's have both. (laughs) Well, it's a fantastic community for all sorts of creators to come around and enjoy content you know, watch new things and new trends emerge. And it's just a varied landscape where you can watch all sorts of things from all over the planet. 
Okay, so that was a false answer, the honest one. I was incredibly bored and upset after Vine was shut down. Oh. <laughs> what else can so you say about that? You, what else can you say about that? You know, well, you know, you had the, I, I'm not going to lie. So Vine was actually my first social media. So I was quite late to, so I'm, I'd say I'm about older Gen Z um, sort of uh, generation. And uh, Vine was my first sort of proper social media before I hopped onto, you know, Instagram, YouTube, all the others. Um, but, you know, only a few months after joining that, it shut down. But by that point, I was addicted. And of course, you had Vine and you had Musical.ly. Musical.ly at the time was seen as a bit, you know, not not to put down on any original creators, but it was seen as a bit cringe at the time. And, uh, you know, you have your mates sort of, you know, having a bit of fun at school for it. But then as soon as Musical.ly rebranded into TikTok, we just saw an explosion of interest in it. You know, you had all of these Viners now sort of go to YouTube, a platform that, being honest, there and lockdown boredom, yes. <laughs> Did you make literally? Did you make a shrine saying, "I will miss you, Vine"? <laughs> I, I cried for days on end. Honestly, it was it was it was just mental. I think I think though, Vine without a doubt was probably my sort of biggest inspiration. Sort of as I started out, as it was my sort of first social media. Of course, I was posting you know comedy skits that sort of thing, and then slowly I started growing from you know you know uh you know 50 100 and then you know 1k 5k and then you know immediately as soon as i saw that explosion of growth boom immediately shut down and that's sort of what gave the drive for tiktok later on absolutely and for the viewers listening in my first social media was bebo now who could forget bebo you know what a social media i'm not i'll be honest with you i'm not sure what bebo is bebo is (laughs) closed down so it doesn't really matter anymore but uh, <laughs> um so tiktok so we, yeah of course you know it's, it's great to hear how you, the change must have been quite difficult for you going from um from vine something you're quite used to to go into tiktok and that it's that change because I'm, I'm not good with change whatsoever i hate change so i mean once you first got onto the tiktok app were there some similarities that vine had that was sort of okay i i can definitely go with this well, it, it was definitely very disorientating at the start. I mean, as it would be with any social media platform, you know, to, to have any, you know, new sort of app or brand sort of come out is obviously, you know, it's going to take a while for anyone to get used to the experience. Um, but, you know, what Vine brought and what TikTok brought was, you know, you had one not necessarily the same. You had a quite similar sort of, you know, comedy or skits or videos coming out. You know, you had the very sort of, uh, this is like my generation having a very short attention span. So, you know, something like seven, uh, you know, seven to 10 seconds would be, you know, something perfect. Um, but after sort of familiarizing yourself with the app, its features, um, you find it instead of being restricted by what you could do, you know, you could be as creative as you wanted to be. And we, you mentioned at the start, TikTok, it has so many different things. You see so many different content. What was the basis of your TikTok account? What did you want your TikTok account to be, you know, identified and what what was your tiktok identity uh the honest answer and this is something even now today that i still struggle with i had no idea what i wanted to do i just knew that i enjoyed social media i just love seeing what i could uh, i love seeing what other creators can do and just thought you know what, i might as well e- even if no one's watching you know just post videos out there i mean the absolute worst that can happen is you post a video and no one sees it but at the end of the day no one's going to see a video if you don't post it and that's where it all started out. Yeah, that, that, that's absolutely right. And let's look at the first ever skit you did. 
Oh dear. A bit nervous, you know, <laughs> from what your expressions are. Um, I don't think you look forward to saying this, but um, from, from that first skit, what was, were you having a lot of nerves of posting on the first time? What was, what was your intention? And what was the feedback that you got from that very first skit? Did it give you a lot of momentum to start creating more or, you know, because there is some TikTokers um, out there that are kind of, will post one video and it doesn't go the way that they want. What was your um, experience? I'll be honest with you. So I have privated or deleted so many of my sort of first ever videos when I, you know, I've looked back at them and realized, Jesus Christ, these are terrible. <laughs> but starting off, they were, so this is when I still didn't know how to use TikTok. It was mostly just, you know, fun things I had on my camera. Also, for example, um, I don't know, either my birthday, just, you know, uh, inhale some helium and then start, um, you know, rapping AJ Tracy or, you know, something like that. And uh, of course, um, so I was in uh, sick form uh, when this, I believe sick form or sort of early uh, year, I believe it's uh, year 11 or year 12 now, or is that, I- I'm lost. This whole um, like, pandemic. I, I, I left years ago. It kind of, it must've changed <laughs> a times since I left. It school. must've. Um, yeah. But I thought, you know, I'm a very talkative person. So I, I made a very massive effort not to just blurt it out um, to everyone that I know, uh, everyone I knew. I thought if I could get a little bit of clout, maybe the, the hounding wouldn't be too bad. Um, but within one week somehow, and I've no idea how every single person at my, uh, in my year found out. And I can tell I had a TikTok about that as well. Just going through my sitcom, watching every, taking video of everyone watching me and just thinking, oh God. Um, and I'm not going to lie. It wasn't something that was enjoyable, but um, you sort of have to recognize that even if people are, you know, watching it just to, uh, I, I'm just going to use these sorts of words to take the piss. Um, you know, at the end of the day, they are watching it for a reason. You know, if it was, you know, something terrible, then why would they watch it in the first place? Why would they share it? Why would they like it? And that's why, you know, and that is how a lot of people grow. There has to be a reason why they watch. It, you know, it could be funny because it's ironic. It could be funny because it's just bad. You know, it can just be enjoyable. But at the end of the day, it just means it's shareable and people want to watch that sort of content. And you mentioned in, in school, especially, um, you know, your friends, that that could be that 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 could be a great sort of good start fan base you know having the support of your friends is a good way to start isn't it before you leave and you make new sort of followers from um a different source so was it good to have that sort of support from your friends um you know at the start of your sort of tiktok journey um if you want mine to start so do you know i didn't actually start out with support from sort of any of my friends so at my school unfortunately you know bullying as it is is uh quite horrendous for a lot of people luckily i was quite strong-willed so uh, I didn't really let that affect me. Um, <laughs> but um, from from that point onwards, so around sort of sitcom, you know, this is, this is a time when new people develop. Um, I was at that, the same school that I started off at primary, for example. So I had the same sort of peer group for, let's say, 12, 13 years. Uh, but by, by that point, it's, it's ignoring what people are saying. You know, it, it's just you're not going to get anywhere by, you know, not doing anything. You know, there's a reason why, for instance, let's say, Take someone like Nicki Minaj, you know, if she was going around twerking around some school somewhere, I'm pretty sure she'd get hounded very badly for it if she didn't have a fan base. Yet, for example, she can do that and she's applauded for it, you know, because she does have that fan base. There is that era of credibility, if that makes sense. But I can imagine, I realise that's probably quite a bad example. But, you know, someone like her, when she was starting out, you know, someone like that would have been hounded like there was no tomorrow. 
And, you know, while I'm not going anywhere near as sort of provocative, I mean, I, I can't say that I can twerk, um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but while I'm not going anywhere as provocative, I think that it's, unless everyone happens to be your friend, you are always going to hear critics from somewhere. And by listening yeah. to them, you're not going to get anywhere. I hope this interview has not inspired you to make a twerking video. If you did, then I'll, I'll oh give god no! I'll give you the support first. First person here that will that will say. Well, if I make an OnlyFans, if you pay for it, then yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's... <laughs> but um, a really interesting question that um aroused in my mind when you were talking about school. Um, obviously, you know, school is a place for for children, for kids. Yeah. Um, from ages eleven to I'm guessing seventeen was in your school. 11 to uh, 18 some people even 19 now that's crazy um <laughs> so you know tiktok at the start when i was in school never never heard of it it was not active i mean snapchat and facebook yeah they were they were big things when i was in school now i've noticed that tiktok is infesting loads of schools not only in england but you know in the rest of the uh, the world as well is that necessarily a good thing or can it be a bad thing well, it can be both if you're an honest answer. You know, at the same time, you have all of these amazing, you know, movements that can be spread for social media, you know, Black Lives Matter, you know, a new wave of, you know, revived feminism, uh, you know, and, you know, so to fight gender equality um, and, you know, to br- to spread social movements like that is something that you've never been able to, you've never been able to see before. You've never seen things, you know, happen so quickly. I take, for example, um, while not giving my opinions on it. So, for instance, uh, Donald Trump uh, during the presidential election, you know, you had, uh, I think, like the K-pop, I believe it was like the K-pop sub-niche, for instance, they made headlines across the world for essentially reserving spaces and making sure he had an almost empty stadium. Um, uh, again, I make it very clear I'm not giving my opinions on uh, this. Wait, wait, we're not, we're not, and we're not, we're not <laughs> whatsoever. That can just... I'll leave the politicians to do the bickering, but they can't even do that anyway. So, you know, exactly. (laughs) But, but basically you see, you know, it has such a great power for good. You know, you can have social movements pop out of absolutely nowhere. You can, you can bring awareness to people. I mean, I don't know if you go for Instagram, but you see people, you know, posting on their stories. So for example, right now in the U S we're seeing um, a lot of uh, hatred towards Asian Americans and people are able to become more informed than ever before. And coronavirus, are, so coronavirus also is a catalyst for that because um, there's been a lot of racial attacks against um, Asian people of Asian descent, whether that's from Korea or the Philippines or Japan or China, because of, you know, the fact that the first origin was apparently in Wuhan. You know, it, it just and it's the media that kind of that kind of spins it, isn't it? It is 100%. And this is where, so if you bring in now the COVID example, this is where it does have the power for bad. So, you know, at the end of the day, you know, TikTok, you know, people, you know, who are getting accused of shadow ban, videos taken down. At the end of the day, it's not a person, you know, scrolling through and thinking, you know what, we're going to ban this. We're going to ban it. It's an automated system. It's an algorithm. So, you know, you'll have, uh, so COVID disinformation, for instance, has probably led to, you know, drastic, drastic amounts of people who don't want to take the vaccine who don't want to uh you know don't actually believe in it they want to party you know I, the amount of times that for example so i'm a university student now um and constantly going through social media and tiktok and just seeing parties in you know university halls and stuff like that saying covid is a hoax um i went to london the other day for instance and uh you, you, we had one of those people you know 
I don't really understand them. They're just saying like COVID-19 is a hoax and it's an injection by Bill Gates for 5G chips or something like that. And then as soon as I asked him two very simple questions, what do you do as a job? I'm a janitor. Where? At a hospital. He claimed he was a professional medic. And the second one was, do you have a phone? Yes. You're carrying a chip around with you everywhere. Yes, but it's different. And that's the problem. It's the good thing about, you know, having something like TikTok is that you can get information very quickly within seconds. But at the same time, you can take people onto the wrong path in, a ma- in no matter of time at all. And um, another thing coming up from the bad side of social media as well is that, you know, if, if we're going on like 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 in schools with bullying as a big kind of prime example, um, you have a, I have an individual that's on TikTok and you have other people in the school that are on TikTok too. There can be sort of cases of bullying, cyberbullying from that sort of TikTok world in that spectrum where everybody knows everyone from the school and there can be cyberbullying because of that. And, you know, kids, it's been in the news lots of the times that kids are big, big affected by cyberbullying for different reasons. Um, do you think schools should get involved in protecting that sort of thing? And should TikTok have sort of guidelines on age limits? Because if I give my opinion, I think it shouldn't be allowed to under 18s. That's just my opinion. Um, what do you think? My argument is that it's it's an incredibly gray area. At the end of the day, there, there isn't going to be a right answer. The, the one answer that you will be at is what is the least worst option? And if you want my answer, I have no idea because at the end of the day for example schools have responsibility you know towards their own children towards the you know their own pupils but does that give them now the right to sort of interfere with what's going on outside of home i I personally think they should at the very least because if it it shouldn't matter whether it's bullying in school or bullying outside of school um in terms of age limits while in theory i believe it would be better to you know have sort of strict age limits you know have you know no under 18s or you know parental accounts i do think it is at sometimes naive because people will try and find a way you they know there there will, there will always be people so it's better that it's managed as opposed to blocking it and then letting young people get exploited over and over again it's a bit like um uh I'm just wondering whether or not this is appropriate for the podcast. Oh, no, 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 no. Say, say. Um, <laughs> so, for example, the UK was considering a, a pornography ban uh, for, I believe it was under, I believe it was under 15 year olds or maybe it was 18 year olds. But the only issue is that is it's very, it, it's very simple to circumnavigate that, you know, VPN, boom, done. Um, and, that, and then the problem with that is then you can lead people, uh, especially children, onto much darker paths, you know, um, <laughs> Exactly. You know, you can lead them onto drugs um, or, you know, for example, you can, you can just lead them straight to the black market, which is, you know, accessed, obviously, you know, via tour, for instance. And that was something at first that I when, when I first learned about that, I was completely shocked. I immediately went up to, for example, uh, some of my uh, uh, the teachers at my school and thinking, did you realize you can do this? Look, there are drugs right here. You can get this ordered quicker than a, a pizza delivery service. And they just sort of like shrugged their shoulders and walked away because at the end of the day, there isn't anything they can do about it. And so it's better to, ma- what I'm trying to say is, it's better to manage what you can as opposed to, you know, not allowing it, but then possibly leading someone to much darker paths. 
you're absolutely right. And a prime example of that is dating apps as well. For example, Tinder. Um, there are kids that, let's say, are 16, and they can manage to worm their way, 16, 15, 14, that can worm their way onto Tinder by using fake ages. And it, it just, it, it seems so easy for them to do that. Now, in my opinion, whether you're 15, 16, that, you're a child. That is, that is the age of a child. And all these laws at the fact that, oh, you, can, you, you can't drink until you're 18 or, you know, you, um, the age of consent and all that. It's, it's, everything's different ages. I, I, I honestly believe you're an adult at 18. Anything under that is, is makes you a child. And I hate seeing personally all these children under 18 uh, getting exploited on these apps for, in, in the ways that you're on about. It can lead to them, you know, of course, um, getting involved with drugs or getting involved or getting groomed online. You know, it's all these dangers. And I believe that it, not just TikTok, but social media, Snapchat, Instagram needs to have stricter policies on this. The only issue is, and I've got two points to make on that. So the first one is, you know, obviously, how far do you go before, you know, you start going too far? Because, again, it's, you know, you can have restrictions on, for example, Snapchat, WhatsApp, you know, all these. So, for example, I believe um, uh, I'm a bit of a news junkie, uh, I'll confess. But, for example, um, the government are now uh, being hounded over, you know, their use of WhatsApp and signals, which essentially means, you know, that no one actually ever sees the message. Um, so they have no accountability in the same way, the same thing for, the, for these children. You know, how far do you go before they just find other platforms? Because there will always be something else available. Um, and then the second point is, I think that's also the, the problem with social media as, yeah. you know, uh, generally, it, it, it forces kids to grow up faster than they ever would have had to before. If you look at, for example, 10, 20 years ago, you'd ask, what does a 12 year old look like? Uh, I'd assume you'd see, you know, a scroungy little kid with braces on and um, now it's, you know, little tracksuit. It? <laughs> it's completely different. You you just can't tell now because social media has it's gotten inside these kids brains and they know much more about the world than they should, you know. And, and because of that, I they're now forced to grow up faster. You yeah, know, they, I mean, they in a weird way, they, they have no option to. Otherwise, they're just left behind. I'm not going to lie. Prime example, when I was. Not, not only like growing up in your seven, eight, nine, ten, even in sixth form, I just didn't understand the world. I really didn't understand. And social media only started getting big when I was in university, which is it's completely shocking how it, it changes. And it makes me think what exactly the generations coming up are going to be like with, with this infestation of social media. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, of course, um, you mentioned TikTok. Um, Sometimes when it does, content can get banned. And I want to bring something up to you, um, Declan. For example, um, a Snapchat, uh, no, sorry, a TikTok um, that I saw of breastfeeding and um, it got banned. And apparently the TikToker said, for example, um, she said, why am I not allowed to express the happiness of having a child on social media? And uh, she expressed her and, and she vented her frustrations, the fact that TikTok banned it. it. Was it right for them to do that? Should people have the freedom to express how they're feeling on social media? And, and it's the same with like Black Lives Matter and, and, and of course, you know, all the lockdown. And, and um, I'll bring up the death of Sarah Everard um, recently with, with pre police brutality. Um, and the recent thing coming out about sexual abuse in schools. 
should people have the right on social media to express themselves without, you know, it being taken down, being called, uh, you know, bad content? Um, so quick question on that one. Um, so you said uh, the woman was breastfeeding. Uh, do you know by any chance, did she launch an appeal and then TikTok uh, uh, decided to permanently yeah, delete think, it? Or was yeah. it just... I think that was... Okay. Yeah. I think that sometimes things with good intentions, uh, in that case, I believe it was wrong. Obviously, that something like that should have been, uh, you know, kept up. But at times, I think good intentions can be misinterpreted by wrong people. But obviously, everything has to be decided by a case-by-case basis. Um, so unfortunately, because I don't know the, the content of the video, you know, if, if it was more of the genuine sort of show of, you know, a mother and her baby, then of course, you know, something like, why shouldn't something like that be expressed? But if it's something that's, you know, clearly being used as a ploy uh, for, you know, or just an excuse, then of course it isn't. But, um, and in a way, I'm glad for this. Luckily, I'm not the one who has to decide. <laughs> yeah, because you just don't know these days, do you? You don't know people's sort of intentions on the app. Um now, a question I ask all the other TikTokers that appeared on, on the Weekly Crap with Mac, I asked them about abuse that TikTokers get for their content. Have you experienced any abuse for the skits or things that you've created? And how do you handle that abuse in the best possible fashion? Um, so I would make a quick distinguishment between two different types of sort of abuse. So, you know, the general sort of um I personally consider it, for example, cyberbullying. And then the second one is the idea of sort of, you know, cancelling someone. So the first one with cyberbullying, um, I react differently to most people. Um, I, I actually take pride that some people don't like my stuff um, because that way, you know, you've done something right. Because at the end of the day, for me, I just know that, you know, they're going to share it. They, they can comment what they want. But at the end of the day, that just makes the comment number go up. And, <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, you're never going to be able to please everyone. So, for example, um, one of my sort of videos uh, that I, I did a bit of a series on it was, uh, uh, you know, some riddles. And then jokingly, um, I ended up putting up, you know, I'll give you, you know, X amount of money, uh, you know, £100 if you can answer this. And then, you know, if they message me on Instagram, I just send a video of me literally giving them pounds. <laughs> but um, but obvious. And for example, for me, I thought that was, uh, you know, after sending that, I thought it was a bit of a lighthearted joke. But um, to some people, they took that quite seriously. And I actually did have uh, one or two of those videos uh, permanently taken down uh, because obviously people are reporting that sort of thing. Um, so it does it does put you on edge because at times you don't know when people are just being rude to you for the sake of being rude to you or if they're doing it, but then going ahead, reporting you. And, you know, that's something that can worry you quite a lot because you never know what their intentions are. Because it's well, one we, thing we to know, not, we, yeah. we know one thing for sure is that you have good intentions. We we know that for sure. You <laughs> you're a great guy. <laughs> Where do you want this TikTok journey of yours to go? What 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 is what is the ambition that you want to take with this drive? We all know that your numbers are really good. They get in there. You've got the determination. But where exactly do you want to take this? Yeah, it's okay. And uh, Ames, um, in all honesty, I'm not sure. I just create content because it's something to do as a pastime. I see it more as a hobby. Um, you know, at the end of the day, if it was something to be, you know, taken seriously, you would just be winding yourself. You would be winding yourself up over and over and over again, trying to watch the follower count go up, try to watch the likes go up, the views go up. But you know, sometimes you just have to, you know, stop looking at how many people are watching your stuff, how many people are following you, and just post for the sake of posting. Post because you enjoy to post. And if anything, I find that 
you know, it, it drives you to be able to, you know, make better content. If you're happy with it, why won't other people be? And I couldn't have said it better than that. Well, Dylan, thank you very much for appearing on the show. I've really appreciated it. And if you guys thank want you. to listen back to this interview with Dylan, all you have to do is find us on Apple Podcasts. It will be available very soon listening to this great interview. Dylan, thank you very much for appearing on the show, my friend. Thanks for having me. It was nice meeting you. And you. Have a good one. All right, you too. Take care, mate. And sorry, I called you Declan. (laughs) (laughs) I'll try and get over it. (laughs) Have a good one, man. All right, you too. See ya.